Miko, I caught you slacking here on yeah. the Crubcast. Hi, I am Chris Meekness fan. Welcome, welcome. Mm-hmm. I think it is episode 30. Uh, with me today, Something like that. we have the jolly da- dancer, Nico. All hell buckets. Hi, Nico. <laughs> What's up, gamers? You did. You caught me whacking. <laughs> that was a little upsetting. So you wouldn't be dancing forever, like always. We also have Thank you. Moriarty at Really Cool. Hi, Moriarty. Hello. I am here. And we also have Sean Wolf Chaos on. Hello. Hi, that's me, the Wolf Chaos on guy. Yeah, that's I. That's <laughs> I. Yeah, Chris, you introduce I. yourself. I don't. I don't remember. I, you should do it right now. I almost didn't, but then I did. So then I did. Right. Right. Do it again. Hi, I'm Incredible. Chris Meekness fan with me today. It, no. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. How are boys? Incredible. <sighs> we're we're great. How are boys? Hello? Do, oh, doing, oh, we're doing well. Doing Nico, well. Nico Justin. was slacking today. I'm oh, dude, you know what? Well, Justin and I just got back from a uh, a week. Justin just left from um a weekend of Packs Unplugged, debauchery. which uh, was really, really fun. Played a lot of board games. Uh, we recorded a short little snippet about that that will Ooh. be up on the Patreon at some point. Oh. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Pa- Patreon.com we'll slash crub? Yeah, Patreon.com slash crub, where you can find uh, Justin and my individual uh, hauls and uh, our experiences at PAX. So that's why I'm a little bit lacking. I'm a little tired. I'm yeah, subbing in for Trav. To be with us today. So. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Because what we are talking about, Sean. Oh, we're talking about games that we didn't want to try when we were younger that we ended up really loving. That could be like a game series that we tried later on in life or a game that we gave a second chance. And we're like, wow, this really isn't all that bad. Mm-hmm. Why was I wrong? And uh, the reason I came up with this idea is because I'm making a video on Sly Cooper. And I was like, wow, why did I never play this game? I'm stupid. Sly Cooper uh, is incredible. You should have played it. I should have. But instead, I I even say this in the video. I'm like, well, I was playing Metal Gear Solid. So I was like, oh, I'm getting stealth gameplay and something else. I don't want to play Sly Cooper. Uh, and again, I'm stupid. It just happens. I see. I, have- I, I like that you're like, I'm playing this militaristic conspiracy theory super crazy yeah. weird shooter i don't need to play the fuzzy cartoon animal stealth game <laughs> yeah, I, I need that yeah it's the same thing i don't need to, i don't need that this is for men this is for gamers and sly keeper was for babies and i was stupid i was a dumb child uh i mean i'm still stupid but i'm not a child anymore mm. uh but anyway so i want to ask you guys if there were any games that you had in that regard because i have a couple um chris do you have any i'll go chance? first my personality yeah. type is right. to very much make a judgment call of something like snap on the spot i don't like that that won't be for me oh and you're a I, judger got it i'm a judger and then i try it and i usually wind up really liking it i'm like wow that was really stupid why am i like that i have like 11 uh one of them was sly cooper for similar <laughs> reasons kind of when i was a kid i'd look at the playstation 2 and i'd be like I have the GameCube. You know, I got Luigi's Mansion. I got Mario Sunshine. Why do I need a thing with a gun? I felt, as a Spyro fan as a kid, that they betrayed me by not making more Spyro and making this weird furry gun guy with big ears. You know, whatever Nico said, the guy with the long ears. I was like, I don't oh, know yeah, why. yeah. Guy with long ears and sidekick. Yeah, I was like, why, uh, would, yeah. why would they betray me like that? But yeah. like the actual earliest thing I can think of, and it made me chuckle when I remembered it. Uh, we went to the zoo when I was a kid, and I was a big Zoo Tycoon fan, so I was 
you know, really getting in there and applying the business experience I learned from Zoo Tycoon while walking around the zoo at like age eight. And I said, yeah, this is about how I do it, you know? So we went to Sam's Club after and I saw a copy of Zoo Tycoon Dinosaur Digs on the shelf. I was like, whoa, there's dinosaurs in Zoo Tycoon? That's crazy. And my parents were like, oh, okay, we'll get you that or a plush of a panda to commemorate today. And, you know, they were the same price. And I was like, well, uh, I was sitting there rationally thinking about that at age eight. And I was like, how would the cavemen tend to the zoo? How would you even build a gate to keep (laughs) the dinosaurs in? And I was like thinking about it literally. And I was like, I don't know how that would work. I guess I want the plush. So I took the plush home and I always had that little what if in the back of my head. And then. Years later, I finally played the dinosaur expansion of Zoo Tycoon, and Mm. it turns out that they just make electric fences for all the dinosaurs, and it's literally the same game, and you just hire, (laughs) like, scientists, and it doesn't actually take place in the Stone Age, I guess is the way to put it, and it's just more of the same game, and I felt really stupid as I sat there, and it turns out it's really fun. And I'm just an idiot. We did, however, learn uh, uh, how you approach things, right? You judge them quickly, and yeah. then you you hold on to that judgment for years. And I feel that that's really important to know uh, why it took us so long to be friends, right? Like that's <laughs> <laughs> is that what happened? <laughs> Probably. Uh, <laughs> I understand. I look at Zoo Zoo Tycoon every time, and I'm always like, "But is it?" though right like even still you I yeah. like and i love tycoon games i love like sim games and like all that kind of stuff where you get to uh, build and kind of be the the master I, I guess uh it would kind of fall into that like god game thing right like mm-hmm. all the the populace is all the way on black and whites so all the peter molyneux kind of games right like the mm-hmm. the same sort of thing but you add in money <laughs> and, right. uh, yeah i really i really enjoy those type of games but even still zoo tycoon i look at it and i get it i understand because it's like but is it though is it worth it uh, yeah. in, in 2023 especially the original one Probably not. You maybe had to grow up with that. Like, it's charming, mm. but, you know, yeah. even yeah, for that era true. of, like, isometric PC Tycoon games, you can just play mm. Roller Coaster Tycoon, right? But yeah. there's a charm to it, you know? Yeah, you know I what you just reminded me of? You remind me of there was, like, a skateboarding tycoon game where you could, like, make your own skateboard oh, yes. and play in it. I, watched- I forget what that name was, but, like, I remember playing that on, like, the, my old, like, 1998, like, Gateway PC. Mm-hmm. I oh my god I Mini Me is a video on it I think I remember him covering it don't remember the name that, though so that doesn't help <laughs> yeah no I think yeah you're right I think he does mm-hmm. so I'm clicking on his channel because this is the person I am <laughs> yeah as you should we're just going to talk about the people that we truly are inside okay man and it it just says the first game and I haven't turned on the noise, so I don't know which game it is. <laughs> <laughs> the first one. Way to go. Mini skateboard me. park tycoon. Oh, I guess oh, it okay. would just literally be skateboard park tycoon. Then wouldn't it? God. <laughs> yeah. That, that thing. I loved playing that when I was younger. Cause like, Oh, I love skating. And I just wasn't that great at it. Like I could yeah. do an Ollie and that's as far as it would go. Mm-hmm. I think I had around about the same experience. I couldn't even Ollie. 
I just enjoyed riding the skateboard and like attempting tricks, but never could do anything. Yeah, Conversely, no. <laughs> I always looked at skateboarding as something that you would, why would you ever do that? Because I grew up uh, on the ocean. And so like when I was mm-hmm. a kid, we surfed. Why mm. would you ever get on a skateboard? That's a no, surfing tiny, is, weird little board. <laughs> surfing is rad too. I agree with that. I, I'm not good at it. I, um, I, I I'm no good doubts. at snowboarding. I can snowboard and I can snowboard pretty well. So like that's um you know that's something I enjoy doing. I, I like doing it in the cold with the snow <laughs> down fair. the hill. You know? <laughs> I think I'd I die. Yeah. You would Let's die snowboarding? Is that because of the cold fun. or just like the snowboard itself? Do you think you would chop somebody's head off? Would you get ski impaled? I yeah. do some of that willingly, but I think just on any board, I think I just have an issue. I think I'd snap like a twig pretty easily. I'm a pretty fragile mm-hmm. guy. You know, right. or at least That's my fair. ego would have a clean break and I'd just never be the same. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Very good. Sounds like the kind of person you are. Just to mm-hmm. just why would you saying that about me today? <laughs> what did I do? You brought it up. <laughs> oh you would judge yourself right then and there, like, well, that's yeah. enough. True. Uh oh my <laughs> See? Oh man. Uh, God. God. I appreciate that. finding out that you're so judgmental. I always thought that you were like one of the chill guys who just kind of took things as they came. But now I'm learning that actually every time a new one's coming along, you're deciding immediately. I'm yeah. size people up. No, I, yeah. I have a P.O. box and Chris <laughs> only sends hate mail to me. That's the only kind of mail I get. It's just pure hate mail from him. Yeah, like, dude. It knocks you down a peg. You're getting too confident. <laughs> I missed the memo that you're not supposed to actually send the hate mail. You're right, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he puts his name on it too, which I found very weird. <laughs> With people and, like, and a return, and a return just, address, and return address. People <laughs> and like things like that. I'm pretty chill, but when it comes to media, yeah. entertainment, I feel like I have a generally pretty good sense of self of what I like, which is very Same. false. That's not true, but I feel like I do. So when something gets really popular or no one shuts up about a thing, I just mm-hmm. close my heart off to it. You know, I'm just like I don't even want to think about it like with something like elder scrolls for oblivion a game no mm. one in my high school would ever shut up about for a time i was like why would people you know like oh it, you're running around in the woods okay cool everyone looks gross and disgusting and weird no one looks fun and happy like in my mario and sonic games right yeah and i finally tried it and it was like the first open world game i played and i was just walking around in the game you know and like age 13 14 whenever the hell i played it and I was like, I can just steal an item off of this guy's store counter and walk out. That's pretty neat. That's pretty cool. I can walk around in the woods and find a cave and go in and kill a goblin. Mm-hmm. That's pretty neat. All this stuff that's like super boring and trite nowadays, but it's very exciting at the time. And I was like, wow, I guess I'm kind of stupid, huh? Oblivion's pretty fun. <laughs> I like talking about mud crabs with the guards and talking to Shale Gorith and hearing his raps. And I was having a good time. <laughs> Shout out Young Scrolls. Yeah. Shout out Young Scrolls once more. Deserves it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Um, I want to hear from actually Moriarty. Yes, sir. Aside from skateboarding. I, I'm a little disappointing in this regard because um, I'm pretty good about trying things. I, I like it. I, I guess I'm kind of, I don't know, that paint box where you got to 
play with every paint. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I've really wide, super varied tastes. Uh, Nico can attest to my musical tastes. They're just, it's true. They're, they're all over the place. So for me, there's not a whole lot of things where I'm like, oh, that looks good or, or bad or whatever, and I'll try it later. I usually just try it anyways. I, I'm absolutely that person who will bite into a a, uh, a candy or something and be like, this is disgusting. You've got to try it. <laughs> it's, it's one of the worst things I've ever eaten. You mm. absolutely have to uh, experience this. So even bad things are fine for me. Uh, and, and that gave me a, I don't know, a, a habit, I suppose, where when a new game or a new movie or a new show or whatever comes out, I, I give it a try, right? And with games specifically, I've set a time limit where I will give it around five hours, right? And if I don't like it by then, then I never played again, but I always give it that five hours. And there's very few games uh, where I, I don't, you know, at least make it that far. Uh, mm -hmm. Anthem was one. That game, I lasted an hour before I was like, wow, this is a really bad game. This is just yeah. bad. It's not good. And Anthem really was terrible, too. I, I think I made it an hour in that game. Um, and I remember thinking... At the time when I was playing it, uh, that the fact that I couldn't make it my normal five hours was a sign of how terrible the game was. I thought I was just going to be out, right? Like I was going to be on the outskirts and everyone was going to really like this game because <laughs> maybe it just didn't, you know, click with me at all. Right. And then uh, then all the reviews came out and all the people hated Anthem. So I, I found that that is a, a good barometer for me for for quality is whether or not you know i can make the five uh five hours or not there is one game that i can think of and it's not that old it's not like when i was a kid kind of game that i've been playing recently that i despised when it came out and uh, i know all of you know this because it's Fortnite, right oh. and Fortnite. God. When it first came out, that game sucked. I, I thought it was trash, and I didn't want to play it, and I didn't want anything to do with it. And I thought it was a little kid's game, and it was really, really ugly and stupid. And boy, it's the weak version of PUBG. Because, um, you know, at the time, PUBG was the big boy game. And then you have this cartoony, childish clone of it that, that it seemed really clear at the time. Uh, that Epic had just straight up stolen the concept <laughs> from PUBG because you got to remember they worked really hand in hand with PUBG to make PUBG, right? Mm -hmm. And then like six months later, they put out their competitor to PUBG and it felt really slimy and really shitty. And, mm -hmm. uh, and it was this kiddie version. And, um, you know, it was this attempt to save their terrible save the world game and it right. had all this stupid building yeah. and it was really not a good looking game because like yeah. a lot of people wouldn't know or maybe even remember right but like fortnite was announced in what 2009 2010 something like that yeah it's like a completely yeah. different not at all what it is today game and now it's like yeah. is that even still playable can you get to that in the it game? is still playable yeah you can do it but you got to pay 15 dollars for the nope. the uh Right. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not even free. It's not even included in the right. game, which okay. is incredibly dumb to me because I think you could yeah. have that be there. Uh, but the point is that, like, I I thought of that game and it was no good. Right. Like it was mm -hmm. a terrible game and I didn't want to uh, approach it. I didn't like it. I jumped into it a few times to do some videos uh, with some friends and stuff. But like it was always I don't know what I'm doing. This is stupid. Mm -hmm. And then they introduced no build mode. Right. And for somebody like me, who's very much into the competitive aspects of a shooter, right? Like right. I go into CSGO and I try to get global elite and then I try to get face at 10, you know, um, in Valorant, I am looking to be Valorant, which they changed to something else, Radiant or whatever after that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to get into mm -hmm. these, 
these games and be the best, right? Like today, when I play Fortnite, I play ranked Fortnite. Right? Like oh. that's just that's what I'm looking for. I really want to have a good time, and I want to um, um, be the best. And so when they introduce the no build mode, and that mode kind of caters to people playing really, really, I don't know, sweaty. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I ended up giving it another try. And now it's the game I play more than anything else. I've got like, you know, a thousand hours in it over two and a half years or two years or whatever. That's like 500 a year. That's that's eight hours a week. A you know, very, yeah. very fun game. Yeah. That one that one would be on my list, too. I, I got to say. Mm. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy to me because, like, I look back and, and the, the ways that I have changed in my perception of Fortnite uh, from when it first came out to today is just night and day, completely <clears throat> different. Yeah, mm. I thought it was something. You, sorry. I was going to say to the point where even last night or night before, I forget, you messaged me. It's like, hey, man, you want to play Fortnite? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, well, they're doing the I reboot rally. And like, if he plays with me, I get some free skins. <laughs> Yeah, actually, so, so you should <laughs> you should hop in with us. Then we should, yeah, we should do that. But um, okay, no, I really enjoy Fortnite nowadays. Like, and I didn't know, I don't know what I thought it was gonna be going into it. Um, the before going into Fortnite, the only battle royales that I had played was, um, I played the Black Ops Four, like Progenitor to Warzone. Warzone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I played uh Apex Legends, right? And so coming into Fortnite then it being so much more lighthearted, but then taking out the build mode made it simpler and more sensical, um, and just more interesting for me in general and overall. Sure. Um so I do think that uh Fortnite would be on my list for that as well. One of the most amazing things for me about Fortnite, and it really is exclusive to Fortnite, and I don't mean to be sitting here like evangel- uh, evangelizing it so much, but it is, again, incredibly unique to Fortnite, is uh, uh, the fact that after a win or a loss, my emotional uh, state is the same. Yeah. I'm I'm always happy to get into another game, yeah. right? I'm never like, oh, you stupid mutt. Like, that doesn't happen. I don't find myself tilting like I used to. Because CSGO, I would tilt. I would yeah. tilt so crazy. There would be that moment when we're in round 12, right? And it was six to one, and now it's six to six, and we're about to lose the half. And what is wrong with you, purple, right? Like, that moment doesn't happen to me in Fortnite mm-hmm. anymore. And I think part of it is because... I had this preconception that the game didn't matter and it's followed me through, right? Like I still feel like it doesn't matter even though I'm enjoying the experience. Right. And, um, it's also got so many, so many things that it does. And I, again, not evangelizing, but it does so many things that other games don't do and does it really well. One of the things was the first thing I, I told Chris about, right? And I remember like within, uh, a few days of starting this game, I was like, hey, Chris, this thing's in it. Uh, when you beat the game, you can ready up immediately and you immediately get into oh another game. Yeah, it's Dude, so nice. We we and like we've all kind of played Apex together a little bit, I think, in this group. But like me, Kevin yeah. and Justin, especially are like the big players of Apex. Like we're talking 1500 hours minimum between each of us separately. Right. And the fact that you have to wait to go back to the menu every single time after every single game, you can't just say, take me to another one is a ridiculous and be 
I have to really respect that Fortnite did that and no one else is bothered, I guess. But yeah, yeah, it is incredibly good. Like, why has no one done this yet? Why doesn't anybody? Every game. If you want me to play your game, just let me ready up and get into the game. Why do I have to go back, leave game, go to menu, wait for it to load the menu, then click ready up? Every time I've played Apex, every time I have forgotten (laughs) to ready up. Yeah. Every time we go back into the game and then I'm sitting there waiting for the next match and then somebody's like, hey, you got to ready up. I'm like, oh, yeah. It no, still it's happens fair. to us, even. Like, we'll just sit there and be like, why is nothing happening in Apex? Oh, right, Justin didn't hit the thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's so just inconvenient, and, like, I don't understand that design philosophy. <laughs> they just need to make sure that you are for sure going to play this game. You're not AFK. <laughs> yeah. But that said, speaking of, um, yes. you know, protecting protecting egos, right, and saying, okay, like, I don't care if I win or lose, I'm just happy to play. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I got into recently, that's sort of my main answer for, for the prompt this week, uh, is the drum roll, please. That's right. It's the Pokemon <laughs> trading card game. Um, oh. not- notoriously, I'm not a fan of Pokemon, um, at least not the games. Uh, but this, uh, weekend of PAX, we went into like the Pokemon TCG booth. That's right. You went to PAX unplugged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, they were giving away like free half decks of Pokemon basically. And they, you go in, they teach you how to play the game and then you get a a prize deck basically. Um, and so I started playing it and I was like, God damn it, Justin, why is this fun? (laughs) I was like, why is this fun? It was fun, like incredibly fun card game. And, um, so I never saw this future coming for the record. Yeah. Like I I just got to think, I got a snap from Justin of Nico, like off in the corner playing Pokemon. It was like, Nico's finally playing Pokemon. And I'm like, what is happening? I just yeah. looked at that photo and I was like, man, Nico's like really into this yeah. at the moment too. He's like oh, actually yeah. like really thinking. And I was like, oh man, he's, he's in. Oh, no. Yeah. Cause nature's like, healing. Nature's healing. We'd play in person <laughs> at some of our little get togethers. Right. And you know, I think to anyone not into the Pokemon card game, it's just a lot of nonsense. And you're just like, would they please just stop talking, right? It's like, yeah, I don't care yeah. about Wo Chien's super special ability <laughs> and how he puts things Wo on the bench and all this shit. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when you actually like sit down and play the Pokemon trading card game, A, it's like easy to learn. Yeah. yeah. All things super considered. Super easy to learn. But B, it's actually really fun. And as mm-hmm. the lifetime of the guy who knew how to play and everyone else would just collect the cards at school, it's like so gratifying when people actually give it a chance and go like, oh, wait, mm-hmm. it's a fun card game. Shame it about is. the spending money to get all the cards part, right? But, you know, it's fine well, when you get into it. I was able to build my deck for under $40. Um, that's, that's good. And, and Chris basically described my deck. So I have a Wochien grass deck. <laughs> right. Uh, of course. And it like it's <laughs> built to like attack things on the bench. But then I also have a, a Meowskarada, who I've been affectionately calling Weed Cat. Right. And um <laughs> the correct name for that Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. And and so I'm thinking about a name for the deck, which is like I'm at I've arrived at 420 420 funky. Okay. <laughs> I, I I can't this is gonna be like Nico's <laughs> gateway. So <laughs> yeah, this is this is Nico's gateway into liking Pokemon, and I don't know how I feel about this. Well, so it's nice because I don't really have to like engage with like the uh the in-game aesthetics of the Pokemon, I can engage with them on like a more stylized artistic level and more of a mechanical level. And so I don't really have to like 
think about the aesthetic of what I'm doing, I can just do it. Just play the game. Yeah. Your experience with Pokemon is very much actually my experience with magic. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I went to high school and I remember all the kids sitting under the stairs playing magic, right? And always being like, it's weird, right? Like, and mm-hmm. just kind of disregarding the entire game because it was this, this thing that the weird nerdy kids did underneath the stairs um, yeah. at the science building, right? And you walk <laughs> past them and be like, you could be outside in the sunlight. <laughs> you could yeah. have played this literally yeah. anywhere else for one right. well, you, could and, be, you could be out there. And, and the, the um, for, thing, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, just the, the reason that I brought up Pokemon right now was just because we were talking about egos before. You can win a game and you can lose a game and it does not matter. It's just because like, the RNG yeah. is the RNG. So continue, Emma. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I you're absolutely right. Yeah. Right. There's no there's no sort of investment in it. Um, and for me, magic, eventually I was uh, a friend of mine was like, hey, we're going to this thing. Do you want to go? And we went and uh, hey, we're playing magic. And I remember being like, I don't know what any of this is, right. but I'll sit and try. And I found that it's one of the things that you only see kind of in these collectible card game communities in real life where somebody's like, I tell you what here, man, like this is my deck. You use my deck. You play with my deck and go ahead and I will teach you everything. And mm-hmm. uh, that's something that you really see in a, a whole lot of other um, sort of things, right? Like nobody's going to give you their Warhammer army. Nobody's going <laughs> to no. be like, yeah, go ahead. You use my <laughs> yeah. Warhammer army. It's fine. I'll teach you. That, that doesn't really exist there in my experience. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Even with Dungeons and Dragons, right? Which is uh, equally impenetrable to me, right? Mm-hmm. Um it's one of those things where people are like, yeah, man, you should come join our game. We're starting a new one in six weeks. And then they last for a year and a half. Right. And it feels like this big sort of monolithic experience to get into and uh, and magic and Pokemon and, and like, you know, these other uh, collectible card games feel a lot more approachable because somebody can give you something and you say, I spent a year working on this. I've become really good with this thing. This mm-hmm. cost me. $350 and I'm going to give it to you for the experience so that you can see where you're at. And it's sort of like that mm-hmm. tutorial in a video game where they give you all the powers and then take them away. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's that same <laughs> sort of experience. Yeah. yeah, Dude, absolutely. The magic yeah, deck I have is someone was like, here, I just have a deck I don't use anymore. Here, mm-hmm. here's how you play it. And I had the exact same experience. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is actually kind of fun. What do you know? Yeah, and, yeah exactly. I had, and today I have above my head probably 15 or 20 full decks that i've built now you yeah know? dude and, and i used to play magic a little bit as well we used to play commander mm-hmm. um so i have a deck laying around somewhere justin and i tried to look for it i can't find it i gotta go uh mm-hmm. tear up my basement back home <laughs> yeah I, I never got into magic i did end up just buying cards recently i haven't really delved into that too much i used to be really big into Yu-Gi-Oh, though like i used oh, to like build a bunch of decks and whatnot. Um, and I actually, at my school, I ended up lending out decks because I wanted people to play with me because no one else would. And I went to a private school. Uh, so the only cards that they got rid of, like that were banned were Pokemon cards, but we could bring Yu-Gi-Oh cards, which is kind of funny to me because there's like demons. In, yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh is actual know. demons and weird yeah. hellish yeah. monsters. <laughs> yeah. But it, we were allowed to play it until, well, it doesn't matter what happened there, but <laughs> Um, I sense it feels like there's a story, right? Like immediately, but (laughs) another day. But like that—that's kind of like how I got to experience that uh, card community. Because like again, I was a kid. I didn't go to play games like anywhere else. 
So teaching people how to play, having them buy cards, coming to like uh, the school lunches or even like recess, we play together. Um, it was like it was so much fun back then. Uh, and I kind of fell off the Yu-Gi-Oh wagon a little bit. I won't even lie. Um, I appreciate that you're treating it in in the story sort of like alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because that's what I. You know that's, how it's an I allegory. Spent, <laughs> I would spend any any kind of money I I had like as a kid went towards uh even teenager went towards three things. One, Madden because I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> uh two, Yu-Gi-Oh, or three. Uh, Denny's. Yeah. Those were the only two things. Um, Denny's, baby. Denny's. Personality roll up there. Just everything all together. Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah. that, yeah. Denny's. God. Madden, Yu Gi Oh! and Denny's. Yeah. Madden, Yu Gi Oh! Denny's. What a yeah, that, combo, that, dude. I've, I have lived a weird life. I can't even deny that. Um, God. Skill issue. Skish you. It was a new thing, though, right? Like, you know, you'd go home and you'd watch the anime of Yu-Gi-Oh! If you were in the right yeah. age group, right? And you'd come to school and you'd talk about it and wonder what's going to happen next. And then you try to apply the weird rules they made up for the show that don't actually work in the game. And then someone yeah. would get mad and rage quit your match. And it was great. I, I, was, the one who <laughs> I was the one who didn't allow the... Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't allow the sh- show's rules. I was like, no, yeah. that's incorrect. Like, what do you mean? They do it in the... No, it's wrong. It's wrong. I was the same way. I was like, read the card, man. It's on the card. And they'd be like, yeah, but you know, Yugi just did that. I was like, I don't care what Yugi just did. <laughs> okay, he, he has a demon inside of him. I don't. Okay, but Yugi He's just got that, did that dog in him, man. You which, can't listen to him. <laughs> which that man. is actually... Yeah, the whole Yugi thing is actually how the card game got banned. Because someone brought up like, well, he has a demon, like an old pharaoh that's dead inside of him. And then a teacher heard that and yeah, just kind wow. of went very downhill. Okay, um, I see why you didn't want to get into that without the context of getting into the actual lore of Yu-Gi-Oh, but I understand. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, an- another game for me that like I just recently got into in the past couple of years. Uh, mm-hmm. I tried, you know, Super Smash Bros. Melee came out, and I'm like, oh, this Roy guy, he seems kind of cool. What's he in? And he was in Fire Emblem, and I was not big on real time strategy games like at all. Mm-hmm. Um. And Nintendo Switch announced, like, you know, Fire Emblem Three Houses. And I was getting into starting to try different genres of gaming again. Um, I had recently done that with uh, Persona 5 because I got off the JRPG wagon for a bit. I'm doing the same alcohol thing again. But <laughs> this is uh, becoming a problem. <laughs> I am I got, the problem. Honestly, I can, and now I'm back on. But, but JRPGs so when, are kind of a poison like alcohol, actually. So that one's a little yeah. more fitting. It yeah. was one of those, like, I knew if I really got into it, I'd lose my soul to it, which I have. I've bought every single Persona 5 thing since. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> so Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Three Houses was announced, and I'm like, you know, what? I'll, I'll give this a shot. And I loved that game so much to the point where I, like, ended up getting, like, uh, I got Path of Radiance um, from a friend. He let me borrow it and stuff. I haven't played it yet. Uh, mm-hmm. he keeps telling me to play it, but I'm like, it's right there, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, and it's on my backlog. But, like, it made mm-hmm. me want to, like, try the series again, and the the kind of person I am is I'll look at something, and if it's too, like, like, like with you, Chris, if it's too, like, everyone loves it, and everyone's talking about it, complaining about it, I'm just like, I don't, the fandom's too crazy, I'm just backing off of that. 
And like you um, want an escape from it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't want to be like, I guess I'll go play the thing that no one will shut up about and I can't get away from, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, I do the same it's thing. It's very dude. hipster. I don't know that I agree with this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I do the yeah. same thing, though, like legitimately. Yeah, there, the one game that I did that specifically with was Undertale. Because I, the mm. internet was like in love with that. People yelled about it. People complained about it. And I was like, I can't do this. People were making videos on it. People were going to the lore. And it was like the most like, do you know how many Tumblr posts I saw about it? And I don't even have a Tumblr. Yeah. No. Yeah. no Too I many. Exactly what you mean. And I was like, I, such a good shout. And yeah. I was like, I, yeah. I was like, I can't do this. And so I waited years to play the game. I'm like, all right, I'm going to play it when no one's talking about it. When no one's gonna, you know, tell me what the ending's like, and man, I really like Undertale, and now I understand why so many people liked it. But the fandom kind of like made me back off of it, um, mm-hmm. which is something I'm kind of like realizing that I need to get over. If that makes any sense, because the internet just complains, and I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't want to get a part of this. And, you know, sour the experience. But now I just don't care. I mean, that's just kind of how I am as well. I just don't care. But it's like, I, ah, shut up. Let me enjoy the thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. What you I mean. mean, I mean, you should be able to enjoy anything. This, this sort of gets into that when we're talking fandoms, right? We go way off as soon as we start talking about fandoms because they yeah. all kind of suck, right? The yeah. Star Wars fandom sucks. The Marvel fandom sucks. K pop fandoms suck. Elon Musk fandoms suck. Doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. what you like, the fandoms always suck, right? <laughs> like, there's nothing worse than somebody who just adores anime to the point that that's their whole personality, Justin. right? Like, that well, sucks. Justin. It's not a good no, person. Um, well, so that's, I, one of the pieces of media for me that like, you know, we were saying like people keep just talking about it all the time was, was Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. I've not watched it <laughs> and I probably won't, but like, you know, re, re-anime fans, like people just like wouldn't shut up about it to me. Yeah. And now I have I, no interest in watching it at all. I, I, I am I am one of those sinners, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's I, a weird phenomenon if you step back and actually look at Yeah, I know. It doesn't make it, any sense. It's oh. tribalism, right? Because it's the same thing as politics. It's the same thing as a political party. Uh, if you have a favorite anime and you're willing to argue over it to that point, to that extent, it is no different than, than having uh, an argument over whether or not you're a Republican or a Democrat. And it, it follows into, you know, soccer. It follows into all the sports tribalism. It's all the same thing, right? And, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like one of those things where for me, it's like whatever your nerd is, that's cool, right? Whatever you want to nerd out about, yeah. that's really cool. To be cringe um, is to be free. Yeah, do it, right? It's cool. Mm-hmm. But once it starts becoming your only personality, it really does suck. And I can understand yeah. how you would see that and you would experience that. You, you brought up, you know, Undertale. Um, that really was that kind of a thing where it was like, this is the best game ever made. It's so much better than everything else. There's no yeah. other game that could possibly be as good as this. Uh, and it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, Toby Fox made a, made a game. He sure did. And it sure is, you know, pretty systemic and it's got some cool stuff going on in it. And it's got, you know, music that people like. I mean, Metroidvania is like, or not Metroidvania. God. Is the the Earthbound? song. Earthbound. No song. Mother uh, song. Oh, Megalovania. That's what Megalovania. Yeah. Oh. You can see where my brain's been for the past week. Um, 
Yes. So, so Megalovania uh, is uh, is one of those songs that, like, yeah, you know, it's catchy and it's everybody recognizes and whatever. But when that becomes your personality, it can drive you away from the whole thing entirely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, when I did finally play Undertale, I actually really did like it a lot. And I was like, I can see why people went so crazy for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also can't blame anyone who always wants to stay away from it for now, just because like there was just a, a, a moment in time on the Internet where you could not get away from Undertale if you were like yeah. a hardcore Internet yeah. user and like core gaming circles. Right. It was just everywhere you went. The skeletons were in every meme. People were just blasting out like memes. And you're like, I don't know what any of this is. It was just yeah. so frustrating and confusing yeah, just and then you never... play it it's like oh I, I get why they did that now oh well yeah <laughs> it, it just it was just never ending and like when i was younger well i don't even know how old i was but like i used to i would watch youtube i mean videos. younger is is a good example because like no matter what if it happened before now yeah right? yeah um but like Back in the day, I used to go onto like GameSpot reviews and stuff like that to like look up reviews for games that I like to see if other people, you know, echoed the same sentiment. And one of those games that I was I was super in love with back in the day was Star Fox Adventures. And to mm. see the internet was so against this game, I was like, "Wow, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe I I like something that's bad." Or maybe, Perhaps maybe I don't like it. Who are wrong? Maybe, maybe <laughs> no, it's no, just no. bad. Maybe I'm just wrong. No, it is mm. bad. And so, like, eventually, I started to uh, take on that moniker that Star Fox Adventures is bad, and I kind of like based a lot of my opinion on it based on what I read, um, because I was stupid as a kid. Um, mm. But you know, a YouTuber gave me that opinion essentially, <laughs> and uh, as I as I've grown older. I've kind of just realized and kind of put it into motion just to not care. Um, And now I'm just like, yeah, Star Fox Adventures are a good game and I don't give a piss. I enjoy it and I will continue to enjoy it. And well, so I think the thing there, right, is that it is totally acceptable to like a bad thing, right? We have made it so that it seems that in, in our sort of culture as it is right now, that you can't like a bad thing, whereas you can. You can absolutely like a bad thing, and it's okay for it to be bad, too, right? Yeah, I'm a, like, I'm a it's Bengals fine fan. if this thing sucks. Yeah, I like Eastbound and Down. Sonic. Right. Yeah. It's fine if this thing sucks, but also, right, I like it. Yeah. I, I think that's the thing. It is okay to say something is bad, because there are plenty of bad things that I like. Um, I will happily watch a bad movie and and say, wow, this movie is terrible, oh, and then it's, enjoy it and pay for it and watch it again, you know? I, I, I think that's the the yeah. important thing, is we don't do that very much. We try to make it all or nothing. Either you love it or you hate it, and it's the best thing ever, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that sort of absolutism with regards to media really sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's one of those things yeah. that, like, it's like the content creator in me also is starting to like look at things objectively, but now the thing that like has taken me time with the videos I'm working on that. So I've not released is kind of just saying, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to talk about my experience because I just don't, I don't care. I just want to have fun with this. And I want to talk about like the atmosphere and what I enjoy with it. And Oh, it's just I don't. That was a little tangent I was going to go on, but I'm stopping myself. Uh, <laughs> Are you I, I have another voice in your head that's like, "This is what I'm writing to defend against preemptively," yeah. as opposed to like, "I'm just going to write what I want to write." 
Because I very yeah. much am familiar with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, I'll write down, like, I get that it has its flaws and blah, blah, blah. But, like, people know it has flaws. I'll talk about it eventually. I just need to talk about what I want to gush about. Um, yeah. And I think that it, it just comes down to figuring out how you want to word certain things. And the worst. Oh, please continue. Yeah. Now I didn't yeah. want to cut you off. No, it's too late. It's gone. The moment. Okay. I cut you yeah, off. Perfect. Gone. I did what I wanted to do. Ha ha ha. No, the worst thing when I start watching any video about like any media thing, right, is like mm -hmm. having to either skip through or sit through like minutes of people just preemptively writing a defense for like, I know what the comments are going to say. I'm like, you haven't oh, even I gotten know. to any I of hate your that so yet, much. Dude, yes. holy crap. <laughs> I I was watching a video on um McKamey Manor, which is this like quote unquote extreme haunted house oh the one oh. where you, like you have to last like a couple hours and oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah they'll yeah. hurt you the guy hurts you and yeah stuff, and you have right to sign, like like waivers to get in yeah, yeah. so that's like that was <laughs> yeah. this whole so that was this whole thing but like this video uh it was a very good video actually i highly recommend it chris i'll see if i can find it if i okay. can well we can put it in the show notes but like mm -hmm. basically uh disproving that that the McKamey Manor even exists <laughs> and like just what? that people did like the pre-show essentially quote unquote and he was like oh you never like he was always said like you didn't make it like you're not strong enough to go on to the like the real haunted house or whatever okay. um but he would have people oh, okay. literally like in his yard for like days on end like shaving their hair and like doing stuff to them but like he showed on in his like think, footage think, and stuff. Like actually, you, you're laughing, Chris, but think the for uh, the the Fight Club kind of mm -hmm. you know cult mentality there in the films. Oh, Same yeah, sort of yeah. thing. Okay, it just like, sounded so ridiculous. That it it the, is ridiculous. But in the in like his promo videos and stuff, he has videos of him like injecting people with stuff, and yeah. like the way that they they talk about that to me is really funny because they're just like, oh, like yeah, injections. There's gonna be injections, like injections yeah. of what, dude? That's not just that's not scary by itself. But anyway, I digress. Um, I, I think getting injected with something randomly is kind of scary. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but she was saying that like McKamey Manor is like fake and like not real, which oh, okay. then she but then she went on to like pretty much prove it. Um, and like that the injections are all like fiber optic needles. Like it's not a real needle and like things like that. Fake blood, all that stuff. And I think that's really, really funny. But the intro to the video was like a three minute long disclaimer <laughs> about like, Hey, I'm not trying to get anybody. Uh, I'm not trying to like, you know, th this is like, these are facts that I have found or like things like that. Or like, you know, I'm not trying to slander McKamey manor. I'm not trying to um, do this or do that. And like, for me, if you're in that place where you have to say that mm -hmm. it suggests to me, and maybe this is just the video essayist in me, that you're not particularly firm or confident in the concept of your video, yeah. right? Like, if you're doing that, clearly there's a problem. With I like your, the way that YMS does it because they just like flash the disclaimer on screen for like a second. Your movie well, sucks. Well, yeah, but he also yeah, is, your movie he's sucks. confident in what he's saying, right? Like, yeah. when he's talking and saying, oh, the Lion King is bad, he's not saying that because, you know, whatever. When he did his, um, uh, Kimba video, right? Like, yeah, he's done that. a year of research on it. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. He's not 
scared to say this thing is this thing. Yeah. And, and so I feel that there's a, a level of confidence there that's really important. And perhaps if you're writing and here's some unsolicited new tuber advice, right? <laughs> if you're sitting there writing a, um, uh, a video and you're going through your script and you find that you are writing too many caveats to protect the inevitable comments, perhaps you need to rewrite the whole thing uh, or maybe not even cover it. Chris is writing it down. Yeah. He's writing it down. <laughs> no, like, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, when you, I realize, like when you start trying to defend yourself, are you really making a video about a thing you enjoy, or are you defending a thing? You right. Which is fine. You find it to say, yeah. "I like this thing." And there's nothing. Yeah. There is no argument. You can you can go out there and you can say, uh, "I'm going to use the Marvels just because it came out and it's the lowest uh, grossing." Disney film of all time, right? Mm -hmm. So you could go out and you could say, I love the the Marvels. I'm a huge The Marvels fan. I thought it was really enjoyable. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed every moment. And I really love Brie Larson. And I really love... I don't remember the names of any of the other <laughs> actors in the film. But you could say that. You could say these things, right? And, like, there is nothing to be argued with there, right? Like, that is an in unassailable position because it is your personal subjective opinion. I think that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's when you start saying, no, it's a good film, right? That these arguments start to creep in about that. We're going, I don't even know how we got to this subject, but we I, are. I do have a, another just, just entry. I have another entry for the original prompt if we want to get back to it, but I, like I don't care form. either way. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll do whatever. I'm kind of liking I, the free form too. M continue. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, that's really kind of the end of it is that you are allowed to like a thing. Um, but there is a difference between being sort of critical about it and like understanding the critical aspects of it. Yeah. Um, having that sort of, it gets tossed around around. I hate this term. It gets bandied too much. Media literacy, right? Yeah. Oh. Like being able to read, uh, what a film is about, being able to understand what a book is about, being able to understand like this, the, the kind of core, uh, uh, the difference between what a character does and then what that means, right? That's something yeah. that you don't really see a lot. Um, no, that's fair. And so that sort of media literacy, being able to read a book or being able to watch a movie or being able to watch a, a, a theater film or whatever and understanding the deeper the deeper stuff is something that's that's difficult and it takes a lot of time, right? A lot of people just don't get it because you got to put time into it. You got to understand it, right? Yeah. Were, was your first YouTube video good? No, I don't know. Sucked, and it doesn't matter. I've never seen it, and it doesn't matter who you're <laughs> talking to, right? Like yeah. it's trash. My first video was trash. Everybody's first video is trash, and that's technically part of speaking, it. yeah, mm -hmm. it's bad. It's just bad. Your first song. Do you remember the first song you did, Nico? I oh, bet dude, it absolutely. Good. Oh, not good at all. Yeah, not like good it just at all, is dude. Because I mean, it takes time. Yeah, yeah, it takes time. I mean, and first of all, right, like. I think we all know that like skills of the trade sort of come with practice. Right. Mm -hmm. And like well, one of those things is critical thinking. Right. You know, and, and of course, well, I suppose what I'm getting at is that, you know, just like me practicing an instrument um, for the rest of you as commentators, you practice your critical thinking in that way. Um, you know, because if you don't, then that's when you get short-sighted analyses and and ultimately don't add anything to the conversation. Whereas by virtue of all of you sort of practicing that, you're able to give that deeper insight 
And I think it's a matter of practice rather than maybe strictly literacy. Yeah, it is a little bit of both. But the thing is that you become literate by practicing. That's exactly. the, the yeah. point Agree of, strongly. of what I was saying there. Yeah. Right. Is that in order to be able to look at something and say, this is good, this is bad, you can't just do it. Because yeah. the first time you say something is good or bad, you're going to be doing your first YouTube video. It's going to be it's going to be bad, right? The arguments aren't there. You yeah. have to start looking at and it. I don't recommend you do this, by the way. Okay. Cause I tell you what, over the past five years, I've become uber critical. I am, yeah. I see the problems and things. I start looking at it like a critic all the time, even no, things I, I really that, enjoy. I have that problem too with music in that you look at it from a, a musician's engineering perspective and a, pres- and a, you know, production standpoint, a writing standpoint, like, yes, I think about all of it and it's, um, I mean, I've gotten very lucky in that, you know, you can't, I can't look behind the hood of a song and say like, this is exactly what's going on sort of on the production end of it. So that you can just enjoy it. Yeah. But like, I remember, um, Slipknot released a record in like 2020, I think. Um, I know. And, Yeah. And I was like trying to, I was like kind of excited for it and I was trying to listen to it and it was just not listenable because (laughs) the mix was so muddy and just so bad. And, and like you can, I mean, again, with a, with a band with like 14 drummers, like what do you expect the mix to be like? (laughs) Right? Like it's, it's not, it's not easy to mix that music, especially when you sure. tune your guitars all the way down to the same frequency bands as the drums. <laughs> um, and so it's, you know, from a production standpoint, it's a challenge. I feel for those engineers. Um, but goddamn, that record's unlistenable. It's muddy. There's no uh, management in the low mid like frequency range. And it's like mm. you can't make out what's going on. The music itself is not legible. Like it sounds like white noise. And the only reason I know this is from having gotten into producing music Mm -hmm. uh, in the same way that you're talking about having a critical lens on everything. Right. You you do have to get into them just sort of have that, right. You have to sit there and practice it just like anything else. And um, that is, I think what allows you, and this is not me being, I I understand it may feel a little gatekeepy, uh, but I want to make it clear that that's not what I mean. That's what I I think allows you to say whether or not something is good or bad in a critical sense, instead of being just a subjective personal opinion, right? If you've never thought about sort of the mechanics of how a game works, right? If you've never done anything other than just kind of blindly and blithely played through the latest Call of Duty, and I I don't mean to say that in a dismissive way, because I love Call of Duty campaigns too, but if you've never sat and thought about why they chose to do a thing or how they achieved this or what it means, right? Then I don't think that you've built the tools that allow you to make a critical distinction, right? I don't think that you can say this is a good game. I think you can say, I like it. Yeah. And I know that 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 feels gatekeepy. I know, but (laughs) I mean, it it was. Sorry, I, I just a quick thought is just that it, I think Chris it's more has of so a, many thoughts. <laughs> yeah. It's more of a nudge toward just thinking critically on things. Chris, continue. Go it reminds now. me of trying to talk about things with one of my buddies from high school, where we uh, we'd like play a game together or something. I'd be like, "Hey man, what'd you think?" And he'd be like, "Huh, 
don't know, man. It was just weird. I didn't like it. It's like, oh, what'd you not like about it? It's like, I I don't know, man. It just didn't feel right. You know, it's like there's not that eloquency with like being able to articulate the thought, right? It's just not there. It's just like you play it and you like it or don't sometimes. And I miss that a lot. Like I've noticed (laughs) something about myself is that when I even just watch something casually, like I'll talk about it and be like, oh, I liked it, but critique, 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 and not compliment, compliment, right? I'm just like, oh, I liked it, but here's all the things that were weird to me and I didn't like it as much. Yeah, and it's stop thinking about it. And I don't say much that I did like about it. Well, yeah, <laughs> and I do the- think it, it sucks in life that we're trained to notice the things that we don't like more than we notice the things that we do like, or at least trained to be able to support. You know, because when people, when you say I don't like something, everyone says, well, why? Whereas if you say I do like something, nobody ever says why. Um, So Sean, continue. Sorry about that. Like a thing Mm -hmm. that like, so when I started my YouTube channel, no one's ever going to see these videos that I made forever ago. Thank God. Uh, I started my channel to kind of be like one of those like rage video type things like, oh, this game sucks. And, you know, go through that thing. Um, Like pretty much every to be angry video game nerd or John Tron or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And mm. and those videos are long gone. Thank all that's old. But like throughout <laughs> years, I've just kind of been like, because that's not really who I am. Like just as a person it's just I like to enjoy things. I like positivity. I like just being chaotic and, you know, just have to wing at things. I like I just like I like yeah. and I like yeah. I like. Yeah. And well, I'm a hater, but so speak for yourself. But but so like throughout, throughout uh, some of the videos that like I've been working on and again, I need to actually upload, but I've been focusing more on like, what do I like? Why do I like this? And wanting to, I even sat down and wrote down like an entire list of games I want to cover rather than games that like, you know, are coming out recently or games that like annoy me. I'm like, no, what do I really like and enjoy when I talk about? And Mm -hmm trying to pivot like what i started youtube as which i was like you know people like the rage people like the anger and now i'm just like that's not who i am so i just need to like pivot to who i am and just kind of like express that in the form of videos and so a a thing that like i've been kind of experimenting with um is i've been learning how to do a video essay with humor to the point where it's just like i'm focusing on the positive stuff and while there are some things that like i don't like and i'll make fun of it i'm still making fun of myself in those moments as well um Mm -hmm. because again this is my opinion i'm just a white guy with blue hair and tattoos who likes video games there's like well, there, 37 there's a sort of, of misconception there that I think even you you yourself are expressing here, yeah. which is that critical has to be negative, um, which it doesn't. Critical just needs to yeah. be, you know, you need to look at the underpinnings of a thing. You can be absolutely critical and be very positive. There's mm-hmm. um I can't remember his name, but he's a movie reviewer. Uh, who who he's an old guy. He's on Roger like Ebert or something. No, Ebert's dead. Um, yeah. But he Siskel um, Siskel's dead too. Siskel <laughs> may be dead, uh, <laughs> but he was very positive, and I can't remember his name. Leonard Cohen, that's it. Um, oh, yes, the, remarkably the positive. Every yeah, film, every review, every review he's ever done has has ended with, and if you like that kind of film, this is going to be great for you, right? Mm-hmm. 
Which means, yeah, I'm sure he didn't like that film, <laughs> but yeah. it doesn't matter. He's he's going to say, you know, look, if you like that film, it's going to be great for you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that, that's that is, important. I like yeah, that. I agree. Like, the misconception is being critical means critically bad. Yeah. It, it, that's that's not the correlation. That was something that, like, again, I struggled with because I'm like, ah, I have to be critical of this. I need to really pinpoint blah, blah, blah. But now it's just like, no, I'm just having fun, dude. Let's have a good time. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. have a good time, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, oh and one of the one of the things I've been trying to do a lot recently is think more critically about song lyrics as I'm listening to them. Mm. Um, because I'm trying to get those like synapses firing on writing because that's my big bottleneck sure. with with music. Right? It's like I make beats every single day for the yeah. most part. Like I'm well practiced. I have a lot of reps in. I have a lot of good stuff on the musical end just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And it's been sitting there for years um, because I can't write lyrics just yet very oh, I, quickly and efficiently. I'm, I'm um, the opposite. I, I sit down and I just write. Yeah. Like, I wish I could, dude. I like, I don't know. I'm struggling with whether or not I have anything to say. But that's why I'm trying to get the practice reps in and think critically about these lyrics as I'm consuming them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I suppose coming out of that, I do have a question for you guys, which is when you're watching content similarly, you know, similar to the content that you make, mm-hmm. is it more than just I'm watching this from a producer lens uh, or is it like have you guys seen anything that you've like learned something from basically? Like, have you seen other creators content that has seeped into you and made you a better creator just from having absorbed it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like there, there's mm-hmm. been a couple like recently where I've watched and like, wow, like I really like how you not only, you know, explain what makes this good, but like your wording and you're not using the same point over and over again. you you say the point. You, <laughs> you word is good. <laughs> yeah. You word good. You word good. good. <laughs> That's this so millennial. Off of. Yeah. Yeah. Listening yeah. to it. If you, if you don't word good, I definitely hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As I'm... case in point, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. it's very no, true. I, I'm super there with you. Um, I think more, more recently, there is the um, the H bomber guy video on plagiarism, and uh, while watching that video, I was amazed, absolutely just like as a creator, shocked and flabbergasted by how incredibly well he managed to keep my attention for four hours. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. like it didn't feel like a four hour video to me. No. I came away from it going, "Holy shit! I just watched four hours, and I want to go watch more because he did it so well." And so, yeah, absolutely. When there is a creator who does something that is just above and beyond, you know, I notice it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As I'm sure your video, your twelve hour game video, will do for others. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say so. I would say it's it's almost inevitable that it it does. Um, yeah. Well, fellas, we get into our yeah. Patreon question of the week. Do we have one? Oh, I was going to ask Chris. Do you have any? Or we just go? Oh yeah. Question? Do you have any, Chris? Patreon questions? Yes, no, of course. no, no. I posted uh, it in the thing. People uh, I'm afraid uh, to uh, go creators because I don't want our cameras to go off. Creators, screen, we, I did. Creators, you'll learn something from. Creators, you learn something from. 
Uh, yes, but I can't think of any specific ones at the moment. So okay, let's that's, keep on going, please. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, can so, someone get it for yeah, me? Yeah, I got you. So the Patreon question of the oh, week. Actually, Sean, oh. before you do that really quick, if you want to get your question on the Patreon question of the week, visit us at crub, uh, at patreon.com slash crub. Uh, follow us on our socials at crub official everywhere except for Twitch, which is crub underscore official. We are live every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and come hang out with us. Uh, exclusive yeah. pre and post show for patrons. Thank you, Sean. Uh, and and uh, go on. Okay. So the Patreon question of the week from Lan is, has the number of entries in a game slash movie series ever put you off from getting into it? I'm currently two games deep into my latest run of Yakuza series, and I'm not even sure I'll be able to actually catch up with the series before the 2020s end. Added them. Does being a completionist contribute to that feeling? Ooh, I you know it, I, it's I, funny because Yakuza is exactly the one that I would think of. There's like 95 of them, and everybody <laughs> says they're so good. But they're so I good, though. Can't possibly like no. I'll mm. never play it. Well, you only need to f- so many. There's only a couple that are essential viewing. I, I mean, okay, but also. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I so, feel yeah, that. I, I think but that's anyway, my answer there. Yakuza. Because for me, found- it's Lord of the Rings. Sorry, Chris, you go. Oh, I was just going to say, I found Lance phrasing amusing because they're like my latest run. I was like, how many runs of the Yakuza series have you done for this question <laughs> to even come up? Wait, <laughs> yeah. Lan. I mean, Are enough okay? enough to know that they can't finish it in 10 years. I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> like, for me, I don't really think so um like there's just certain game like i want to get in the yakuza series but i know like i want to start from the beginning and everyone's like oh you should start this one and sit no i i want to just go through them all i need to experience this well you know the newest one is apparently the perfect entry point don't get me started wait (laughs) what sorry sean say that one more time but because i want to start at the beginning of yakuza uh, Yakuza. like oh you should start at this point and set or this point and said no i want to do the first one um I, I would say Persona 5 was also kind of like that for me, because I was like, mm. oh, there's like four of the ones, and I don't even know how to buy the first two. Yeah. And they were like, Five is 100 hours. Yeah, they were, like, <sighs> they were like, Sean, just try it. And I was like, okay, cool. And then like, ended yeah. up really loving that game. Uh, but like, for me, not not really. Um, there's just certain things that like, I just am super like, interested in trying out that I will eventually get to. And I want to start at the beginning because like, I want to see how it built up to what it is now. Like Mm -hmm. what were the seeds that were planted to build this tree that everyone just consumes from, especially things that you like the aesthetic of that. You're like, I could really buy into this. Mm -hmm. It's, it's rough sometimes. Like it's devil may cry for me. Um, Uh, cause that's like, yeah, too too many entries. And I mean, there's like six games, or five games or whatever, six games. Um, and like, I tried playing the first one, but like the jank just doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And a it's mechanical like, barrier. Yeah. That's yeah, the thing too. There's a like, mechanical barrier, that. but it's, it's also that there's a lot of them and I don't want to start in like the middle of the singular story. Um, you know, it's, it is what it is. I don't know. Um, it's that it was Lord of the Rings is like too many hours of watch time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can get that. Yeah, I, I'm a Lord of the Rings slut, but I no, that's fair, and it's completely understandable. I'm just too many hours ahead of you to watch. You know, fair, Chris. Chris, what's yours? 
Um, it was DMC, but then I just said screw it and I started oh. with five. And it's it has a story. There is a through line, but honestly, there's enough campy, funny moments, and the okay. gameplay is good enough in that one. Where I was like, you know, I mm-hmm. actually got everything I needed out so maybe, of this one entry. Maybe I can just so, maybe I can just play that then. We'll see. Just jump to five. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what for me. Persona five. Granted, it's a little different because those are just like contained stories within its own universe. But yeah, that's fair. Still, that's fair, yeah. and that's fine. <laughs> for me, it's like an attention span issue, but I really feel like I would like the Fast and the Furious franchise as a yeah, whole. Yeah, yeah. Just as like an entire stupid saga, but mm-hmm. I sit down to watch a movie and I'm just sometimes just like, I just can't and then I don't and then I just forget to for yeah. years. Like, I think I have the first six on Blu-ray and I watched the first one like two or three years ago. Yeah. I was like, huh. Then, oh, dude. Yeah. You know what? I haven't been back. That actually reminded me of like Halloween and Friday the 13th as well for me. Oh, there are yeah. so many entries. Yeah. <laughs> so oh many. So mm. many, dude. As so. soon as you say cinematic universe, I think I'm kind of out at this yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I would say comics are kind of hit and miss in that regard as well. Um, because like there's so yeah. much you have to learn about a certain character sometimes. Like I lucked out because like I was a nerd who would buy comics and would read his uncles because he was super into X-Men. So like X-Men was like my entrance into the whole world of comic books but like right. imagine i i could not imagine getting into comics now and yeah trying to figure out where to start like that feels yeah. like such a monumental obstacle to figure out where to begin what yeah. not to read i feel what's that. canon what's not canon like that's kind of mind-blowing to me i'm in the weeds of it with pokemon tcg right now there's just so many cards yeah. There's so many cards, dude. And they have expiration dates, apparently. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I don't know. It's just, there's there's so many cards, so much you can do. Mm. I don't even know all the mechanics of, like, the game, because I didn't realize there were type advantages and disadvantages until, like, late oh. in a game mm. that I was playing with one of my friends. And it, uh, yeah, no, I'm in the weeds with it, man. There's, mm. there's a lot. So, we're working it, through it. Makes sense. <laughs> mm. Um, anyway, all right. I think that's fellas. I was gonna say, is there anything else anyone wants to say? End on? No. Words good. Words nope, good. I'm good, dude. Words good. Words, Words good. good. All uh, right. Thank you all for listening this week. Yeah, appreciate we'll it. You. Yeah. Next with week. that, for Crub, I've been yeah. buckets. <laughs> we have buckets, Moriarty, Mykonos fan, and Wolf Chaos on. Appreciate you all. Love you all. Word and good. <laughs>